Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. All right. Bop, ba bop ba bop 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 56-14 win over Bethune-Cookman. Uh, they hold Bethune Cookman to uh, nothing. Ninety-one yards. Ninety-one. Uh, their quarterback Luke. Uh, they had two quarterbacks, Walter Simmons and Luke uh, Sprague. They combined for thirty-nine passing yards there. Um, Walter Simmons, the third, was ten of eighteen for eighteen yards, so one yard per attempt. In the passing game, we had a lot to work on for the Wildcats. Yeah, uh, also uh, just very inefficient uh, running game as well. Yet, I, I got to tell you, it is just m- mystifying that given if you if you show me these numbers, right? If you show me these stats, and I know this is not the most important part of it, but if you show me these stats and you tell me that Bethune Cookman covered the spread. I would be mortified, and yet it is true. I watched Bad Beats. They uh, did somebody send this to Scott Van Pelt? No. What happened? I think on, he what happened used... on the Bad Beat? How did they get the second touchdown? It was a uh, like uh, it was a I told time. you, Tevin Carter was in there, and they dropped the ball and just ran the thing in. It was it was it was, it was, it was, it was it away time. Two defensive it's another defensive touchdown at the end of the game. It was supposed to be just cover, and I I can't remember, but I think what the guy ran in took the ball. It got dropped. He took the picked it up, ran it in. Mm-hmm. So it's two defensive touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The other one was a uh, what did a, a pick six? Two picks for Seth Hennigan. No, Seth didn't have the second. Well, I, did he throw a second pick? Yeah, it, I hope not. It's it says not just the one. It says he's got. Uh, uh, but the second touchdown was not with the second touchdown for them was not with him in the game. That was Tevin Carter. Box score says there were three turnovers for yeah. Memphis, uh, two interceptions, and a fumble lost. So there was a second interception. I, I'm not sure who. I hope it ain't on Seth. I'm he's, not. Sure. He he was not great. Quite frankly, look. I mean, here's the deal, folks. I'm not watching the entirety of that game. I, I mean, watched the whole damn thing. It, it, it's it's an absolute destruction. But it got to be a blur, man. Yeah, like I mean, you it was it was uh, twenty eight to seven at the half. Then it was uh, forty nine to seven after three. There's the idea that I'm going to sit there and you know break down every single. Well, at one snap. point in the third, I was like, "Why do we have Henning in the game? Let's go ahead and exactly. get Tevin Carter. We don't want to get anybody hurt in a game like this." Yeah, either look, I know the line. Looked like Sylvie wanted to cover, though. Oh, 100%. That was my thought. Like, he's going to try to and run they, this And they up. had it again. Like I told yeah. you, it was a garbage play at the end. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing with a game like this, right? Like, 
it's great for the fans. It's great for the the vibes and everything. But in terms of like trying to take anything out of it, it's it's a fool's errand. I mean, it's not even. Um, there's nothing to 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 really say in terms of the performance. I mean, this is my God. If it didn't look like this, it was going to be a problem. You know, it was going to be an, a, a a big issue. Um, you know, if it was like 38 to 14 or 31 to 17 or something like that, like we would say, this is just not going to happen for Memphis this year. Um, in terms of around the AEC, was there anything that happened uh, that made you, you know, probably not? I mean, you Tulane see- looked good against the, in a spot where everybody said they were going to be looking past yeah. South Alabama, looking at their old Miss game coming up this week, and they did not do that. Yes. Pratt and those guys look good. Miraculous under comes in there, by the way. I really? Had, I had the under 55 and a half. Oh, okay. You were watching that game for a different Tulane uh, kneeled at the one yard line with like a minute left. Knelt? It's kneeled. Sorry, knelt, kneeled, whatever. Yeah, knelt. Knelt. Knelt or kneeled. Took a knee. Took a knee. Yeah. And uh, and there were 54 points. And they took a knee with one minute left. They could have just punched it in, you know. Yeah. But, but Willie Fritz has class, right? And so he said. Well, he is the, in terms of coaching, he is the class, class of the conference. UTSA uh, did not look good against Houston. They lost, only put up 14 points. Um, that was one where, you know, you kind of thought maybe they would be able to spring the upset, uh, but they did not. Um, USF, awful. Uh, UAB, I think, is going to get creamed this weekend against Georgia Southern. So the league is bad. I mean, that's the good news for Memphis is that it's you and, and, uh, and Tulane. And that's who it. we thought they were. That's really it. I mean, uh, SMU uh, did what they had to do against Louisiana Tech, I guess, if you want to, yeah. you know, uh, 38 to 14. But uh, beyond that, I, I just think that's it's setting up for, you know, you to be in that conference championship game. It's not going to be because of anything you did here. I mean, it's it's again as we, as we as we've joked about it's Melrose it's, it's Raleigh Egypt they combined for freaking thirty nine yards passing uh, it's not like it's some kind of test here but it was a it was uh, I'm sure for all explosive, people there explosive John what about explosiveness I mean I, even if it is explosive it's it, I, it's not time to say oh this is a different offense one way or the other you know like I just let's see what happens this weekend. You know, I think that's an interesting. I think there's a there. This is an interesting game. I mean, why? Because other than they should go roll them in Jonesboro. And that's what people. That's what that Jones. is what people expect. That is what right. oddsmakers expect. That is what I mean. Because this opened at 21, it's been bet up to 21 and a half, which is a different. I mean, that's a different equation. That's like going three scores to three plus scores. That's a totally different expectation. Memphis is supposed to go in there to Jonesboro and hand Arkansas State. It's it's one of its worst losses in this series history. We used to have an Arkansas State man that would text us every year and say, was it this brother, Chris Ivey? He was a brother. He would say every year, oh, we got y'all. He ain't even saying nothing this year. They have just, it's terrible under Butch Jones. No pride left over there, apparently. But if somebody used to tweet us every year about this game, they are not tweeting this year. Uh, he knows who he is. It was a proud Arkansas State uh, alum. Memphis going to go in there and roll them folks. I mean, if they don't. This should be it for Butch. Handle your business. I do like what I saw from Blake Watson and Sutton Smith. Yeah, I mean. How could you not? I mean, that's I mean, every Memphis receiver played and looked pretty good. But, again, it was Melrose. Right. You know, it was the Golden Wildcats. And it's tough to get a gauge, you know, when you're playing a team from Orange Mound, you know, of high school kids. Yeah. Um, exactly. I think that's sort of where this – Rests. Um, well, you know, I think there'll, there'll be more to say uh, after Arkansas State because then you're you'll be two and zero. You'll be going into a game against um, 
what is it? Uh, uh, Navy. Navy after yeah. Arkansas State. That's that's the everybody waited and seen, and we're seeing yeah. as two and zero, oh, and so thirty five thousand gonna show up, John. Yeah, I mean, if you can't, if you don't cover the number against Arkansas State and crying butch, I mean. What are we doing here? Although I do think Seth I, sailed a few balls. I need him to tighten that up. I will say I think I think Arkansas State does get the cover here. I, I do think they keep this within twenty one and a half. I mean they, these these two programs always play each other tight, and I just I, I, I there's no way I can I can lay twenty one and a half with Memphis football on the road. I, I just I can't do that. Well, Jeffrey used to keep, uh, and we'll, we'll I'm sure I need to listen to him. He used to keep Silverfield's number against the spread. Yeah. It ain't great, especially. It's not good. It ain't great, and, that, and it at, we yes. added to it after yes. we. Won. So you might be on to something. I just don't. I just I that think we shouldn't assume three plus touchdowns go roll too these many. Boys. It's just too many. I mean, I know Arkansas is State lot. is bad, but is is Memphis like I? I, yeah, I bet he's got it off the top because he he knows it off the top of his head. I mean, Oklahoma is like a different class. You know, they're a different caliber of of program. So the fact that they went in there, I mean, that was a buy game. They like, who cares? You know, it's like they were always going to get destroyed there. Um, they were only 35-point favorites, and they won by, you know, 70 or whatever it was. Um, I just think I think Arkansas State will will find more success with, you know, a program that's a little bit closer to its caliber than, than Oklahoma. But it would be great. I would say this. If Memphis does, two things will be accomplished if Memphis covers that number. One, Butch Jones will be fired. Secondly, uh, people will feel really good about Memphis. That you went on the road. You I mean it's two straight, you know, huge wins. You on the road to get this one in a place where you, you know, your your results are have been mixed over the years, right? Mm-hmm. This is a series I didn't want to play for that reason. Um, but your twenty one and a half point favorites didn't they play last year? And it was like really close. Uh, yeah, I want to say it always is, but I don't remember last year's score. I want to. Uh, was, were they? Was Arkansas State not showing on the signs decline last year? That's wasn't it. In, in, didn't we start to separate? Uh, it was forty-two. It was forty-four to thirty-two last year. In yeah, Memphis. we took. Yeah, we, yeah, we ended up taking care of business. Yeah, I mean, in but you only won by twelve in Memphis. You know, like so. Why is Memphis a twenty-one and a half point favorite? Usually, that's on like the road. one score game. Yeah, I mean, it was seventeen to twenty-one at the half. Um, I mean, this is uh, it, when has this not been a close game? Except for that year with Larry Porter and Hugh Freeze, that was the that was that, I mean that and that was in job. I was there for that one. Um, so so look, that's not the most important thing. Uh, the most important thing is just winning. It doesn't really matter about how many, but it will matter. I do think for Ryan Silverfield, style points matter this year. You know, like it, it, you, they just do. People are watching. Yeah. People want to see. Hey, you know, can you make this exciting again? Can you make this explosive again? Can you make this dynamic again? And you know, the truth of the matter is, is I think what people have sort of said and, and shown is that, you know, just winning by, you know, a touchdown, winning by, you know, 10 is, is just not really enough at this stage. Um, you you got to do it decisively. And I think this is exactly a spot where, hey, man, I'm not saying go out there and, like, think about the spread, but, like, just just full throttle, right? Like, do it. Do you, you need another 56 to 14 type of performance. To, to really get people back, man. I mean, it's just the truth. Um, yeah, my, I, I, I'd just be more – I'm more curious to see if the defense can come out and 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 have another, you know, dominant-type performance. Clearly, you know, Oklahoma against Arkansas State's one thing, but you were – you know, against Bethune-Cookman, you dominated that game, got pretty much whatever you want. You know, you were in their backfield. You looked nasty. Can you look nasty again? Will you look nasty again on the road? 
Uh, offensively, yeah, going into the season, we questioned, okay, have they added weapons for Seth Hennigan? And we saw some of that. And I'll and I tell you what, I like the Blake Watson kid, especially out of the backfield, catching the ball and everything else. But it's really defensively. Matt Barnes now entrenched as the D.C. You got you got enough back. You've brought over some some guys in the portal. You know, yeah, you, you love what you saw against Bethune Cookman. Can you carry that over on the road now against a team you got a chance to be dominant again again uh, against again? I, I would like to see that sort of dominance again, and maybe a year where all right, this Tiger defense is back, and it's going to matter. You would think, with, you know, as you get to games like Missouri and Boise State, when you when you're going to need stops, this offense ain't going to go out and outscore everybody. And it looks like maybe, perhaps, again, it's Bethune Cookman. It's early, but maybe you got a defense that's going to be able to go. Go out and get you some in three key games early in the season, especially that two-lane game. Like, you're going to need a defense that can get Pratt off the field. Yeah, that would be ideal. There is no doubt about that. Um, so, anyway, that's the first uh, That's the first outing for Memphis football, 56-14 over Bethune-Cookman, and uh, it is on to Jonesboro. Next story. Uh, a couple of more things on the revelation that was Deion Sanders' debut as Colorado's head coach here, some numbers. You could have attended, this is from Joe Pompliano, covers sports business, a good follow on X, formerly on Twitter. You could have attended every Colorado home game last year for $222, he points out. Uh, not far off, I imagine, from you know how you could what it cost to get into every Memphis football game this year. But they get in price now after Colorado's big upset win over TCU on the road. Again, that win ended a 27-game losing streak, road losing streak for Colorado against top 20 opponents on the road. They went way on back. Uh, that game now against Nebraska after their upset win on the weekend is now 476. Again, could have attended every game for 222, $222 last year. The get-in price now for Saturday in Boulder is 476. Are, are we? Is, is ESPN going or is that already set? I was assuming they'd yeah, be in Boulder I next week. I think so, week. yeah. Uh, Lee Corso and the gang, I imagine you're going to have everybody. That, I mean, where's going to be a better scene in college football than what's going to be out at Colorado next week as they bring in Nebraska? They also gained, after that win, 147,000 new social media followers, followers this weekend. They've sold out on season tickets. 700%. This is since hiring Dion. 700% increase in merch sales. And again, now on the field, saw a school record from Shadur Sanders, son of Dion. 510 passing yards, four touchdowns in his debut. You know, it, it, you feel guilty now that we're having all these conversations about Heisman last weekend. It, it doesn't even get a mention whatsoever. But who could have foreseen this? Who could have foreseen him coming up this level uh, and doing it the way he did? I, I, to, to me, it was almost I, I, it was about whose performance more impressive, what Shadour's doing, which, again, it wasn't just the fact that you know, he's throwing it to Travis Hunter. Like, he made great throws, bought extra time. His poise as a passer, he looked a lot like a Bryce Young uh, out there. Or Travis Hunter's, mm-hmm. who the five-star that you, you know, kept from Florida State, uh, won over from Mike Norvell, played for you Jackson State, then he comes up. Can he play both ways at this level? Surely, no way. 125-plus snaps, I think it was around 130 and 100-degree heat. Gets the uh, interception and eleven catches for 119 yards. He was phenomenal. Yeah, he was. And so p- pitting those two performances, you got one or the other. Has to no. be Travis because he played both ways, right? I think what so. Travis Hunter did is most Shohei Otani-ish. We don't see this, especially at this level. Well, yeah, I mean, a guy it's, playing it's, that many it's snaps. Woodson like. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, but I mean, Woodson's never playing this many snaps. Right. 
Yeah, this, this dude was out there getting key picks down inside the red zone. I mean, that pick and then is, he's catching eleven balls. Like I, I don't, I don't think a DB will make a better play in college football this year than that pick. Yeah, I mean, he could have had another one too. That, that man snatched that thing out of the air. His hands are phenomenal. That's why I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer for him yet is on NFL. Are you a DB or are you? You know, Prime may have something to say about that. Well, they it, both make a he, lot of money, so. He shuts down an entire side of the field like Prime did. And if you can get paid for that, isn't that the best way to go? Yeah. Then you don't have to put up numbers. Right. If you've got, right? If you, That's what Prime did is that coaches wouldn't go to that whole side of the field. Hell, he was even known. The, 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 the knock on him was that he's not a great tackler. Right. But you never threw it over there because you thought he'd get the picks. And after a while, it becomes that becomes the perception of you. They're not even going to try you. Whereas if he had to go as a receiver, well, to be up there with the greats and to get the big money, you better be putting up 1,400, 1,500, 1,600 yard seasons. To me, there's a lot more pressure with that. Not to mention, again, the guy that you're so tied to is Deion Sanders. Maybe, maybe I'm answering the question for myself here. I'm making my own that he should go DB route. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a better route for you, probably. Yeah, insur- I don't, I don't, I don't just really a have, little bit more insurance there. I don't you don't really have, have much of an opinion on much. on that. I think they I mean they're both they both make tons of money. You know, if you're an elite, elite DB or an elite receiver, there's I guess. more pressure on that elite receiver. I yeah. believe that's the point I'm making. I think the I think uh, the receivers might make more than the DBs though. Like do, like Devontae well, it's essentially Adams. twenty million a year now, ain't it? Whatever Devonte makes, right. you know, he's the highest paid. So. Uh, who's the who's the highest? Pick? I go again. I'd go DB because again, you can the elite DBs can give up a touchdown. You still come back the next play. You could show your elite again. That's what if you're if you're not putting up elite receiver numbers, you yeah. will not be in that conversation with Jefferson. Yeah, Chase and the best. Sure. Who do you, who's the highest paid DB in the NFL? I don't know. Like who who would it, who do you think Jalen Ramsey? I would I would think is up there. I don't. I'm supposed he's had to rework some deals now though. I'm trying to think like who would even be in the category. I mean, uh, Sauce is, is still on a rookie, isn't he? Yeah. So he's not in there. It's Jair Alexander. What's he making? He is making twenty one a year. There you go. It's about the same then. The Receivers same. and and DBs are both making about twenty. The top guys, I, th- I think. What's Devonte getting? Devonte is. Uh, let's see. He's got a hundred. Uh, no, uh, Tyreek's making thirty million a year, and Devonte's making twenty eight. So there is more money, you know, in theory, to be made. Uh, Cooper Cup's at 26. AJ's at 25. Uh, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf are at 24. So it's definitely what receiver is your is your in terms of earn. Yeah. But it's you know look we're talking, we're about, talking about eight, 10 million, eight, eight to, to ten million, million more yeah. if right. you're the best. Which I mean and again is there money. is more there is there is more to prove mm-hmm. if you're gonna get that in terms of production. But man, what what's don't you think playing DB is harder? Because of all the uh, you know rules and stuff that are you know it feels like the the odds are just stacked against you in the NFL if you're a defender no matter what no you, because once you get the re- reputation of shutdown corner they don't throw it your way anymore mm-hmm. and you can go you can hold, go hold possessions they where they throw don't it throw at, it your they, way that they makes throw it, it at Ramsey a lot more today than they used to I mean I guess that's just there was he's a older. time where yeah, they no, did right yes. no he was he was a lot yeah you're exactly right what they're gonna do is run at you right that's what they do to Dion run at him the best the best DBs but this kid looks physical. Like I, this, it took me some time to understand this. The best DBs don't pick balls off because they don't get thrown at. Correct. Trevon Diggs is not a great DB. Like he gets targeted all the time. Now he can pick some balls off, but he gets targeted quite a bit. Like he's one of the most targeted DBs in the NFL. Like he had this reputation for a minute as like this lockdown guy, but they, like he will give up big passing plays. He'll have he'll have picks. But he'll give up some chunk plays as well. 
Uh, obviously, you know, for you guys, uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, y'all got back there in that secondary. You know, that 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 is a— What are you talking about, Jalen Johnson? Y'all got Huey, Dewey, and Louie back there. A better secondary than yours. Uh, Tyreek Stevenson, rookie starter. Dude, we went out and got Marcus Epps from the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, you know, it's a new day in the city of Las Vegas. And y'all, y'all, so that's what you got. Old Marcus Peters back there too. Yeah, off the streets. Yes, sir. Yeah, Locked everybody signs him up. Yeah, but I mean, the Bears rolling out Huey, Dewey, and Louie. They think they're gonna win the damn North. That's crazy, bro. We know we're about this. Uh, we're trying to put up these points. We're trying to outscore you this year. Yeah, well, you'll have to. Um, but uh, yeah, no, good stuff for for uh, Colorado. They're uh, they're looking real fun right now. I mean, and I will say that that game delivered. I mean, I, I was kind of making fun of it. I was like, oh, big noon kickoff. Here we go. Colorado, TCU. And it was amazing. It oh, was, yeah. You were hoping Deion get fried in that spot. That's what let's have, we just put out. I, just didn't, I, didn't, think, I, didn't, I didn't think the – Oh, he's going to get it handed I to I thought him, there would be points, but I didn't think it would look like that. I didn't think it would be, I didn't think it would be back and forth like that. You might can root against Deion because the way he goes about his business. But you can't root against Shadur, and you can't root against Travis Hunter. You no. can't root against those players. No, and, I agree. And that system they're out there running. I'm, look, I'm not rooting against That's, Dion. Oh, stop. I didn't like oh, the stop. way he started his tenure there. I didn't like the way he videotaped the damn thing, all right? I mean, that's what you I didn't said. like that he told me I had the Louis. Louis. Yeah. Yeah, I did not. I had I Louis Vuitton coming. You get out, I thought, Louis, on the way in. I thought You that, couldn't stand I it. thought he was dogging them kids out, and he was doing it on, on uh, video for his own but, personal but game. That, but that's what the way he's always going about his business. Yeah, well, I don't have to like it just because he's always done it. You know? But it's different between not liking it and then turning that dislike into real hatred and not wanting him to win. Well, that's where you had gone. I, I mean, I, I just, I've, I'm always, um, I'm always open to seeing evidence and changing my opinion. And I think based on what he showed us in Deion week one, it's not our plan. That's right. It's his plan. That's and right. I don't mean Dion's. That's his plan. His plan, not Dion. Upstairs, only, only as he tells you, he he is only looking out for. He, he the, was not looking out for Clemson this weekend. I hate to be the brother that the columnist that wrote about the, his eight toes in the procedure because he came back on him yesterday too on Saturday too, didn't he? That was that. Well, he went after the columnist that wrote about his feet, bro. All of them, all See, of them. Like like uh, that's my only thing. Every with last one of everybody who ever said in a a, a semi questioning word. Okay, but see that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, man. I'm in, I'm exaggerating a no, little bit. No, but he did. But of course, you're going to use that as the ammo for your but disdain. I, but my whole thing with Dion is like you say things stop. like you you didn't make me, so you can't break me. You didn't create me, so you can't hate me. It's not like, right. It's he'll, not he'll, what you think. It's what God but, thinks. But then he'll use his press conference after his first win, and he'll start rubbing it back and like, oh, it, it looks like. You it it definitely broke you a little bit because you're in here and you're reminding everybody like if it really didn't bother you man you would just say I told y'all about this the whole time this was always how it was gonna be now I'll take questions but instead it was like oh oh you you over there you you didn't believe so you don't get a question come on man I mean it's all lighthearted it's all fun and games and stuff I don't think he's like means mal- mm-hmm. you know um, but you know listen I would say like but, if, but again he did that at Jackson State when the dude was said when he said refer to me as coach. Remember or something? Yeah, like yeah, co- yeah, exactly. What? Like you ain't my coach. As the, as other the saving them do that all the time. Get a little nasty with some of those guys. They think they so can you, say you, whatever you they want to. You think if somebody at the Alabama press How conference did, said, "Hey Nick," he'd say, 
You don't call me that. You call me coach. How did Mike Krzyzewski talk to that student newspaper reporter and, that and, we admonished and, and, and him what for? Happened, and, exactly. We admonished him for that. 100%, but we're not so going to. If, if we admonish Coach K, we admonish Dion for the that same man thing. man was telling him how to do his job. All Dion is question is, do you believe? That's the question he's asking all these guys, and he's saying they didn't. If, in if, fact, and when he asks them, we both know what we're getting to when he asked them that question, do, do you believe it's what we're saying? Were you rooting against me? No. And, and the thing I can't take away from Dion, you can go back and forth, and you're saying it's, it's me, me, me. You, you're saying you see a guy that's saying me, me, me. And at a time, in terms of the, some of the decisions he's made for the schools, like I discussed with Jackson State, is that is it best for you for Jackson State or is it you, you, you? The thing you can't take away from Dion is it's not up here saying it's, it's me. The first thing he said after they won was God. He gave yes. all the credit to God. Yes. And and I think that's his point on some of this is he's turning he's turning minds, right? Doing it a different way because he feels like his God says, Man, go do it. And I respect that. Go do that. it in a different way. I respect that. And, I, and I that's do. gonna rub some people the wrong way. hundred percent. And maybe some of the way he gets back at these folks is that well, you didn't believe me in the first place. Well, right? and guess what? And that's life. Like some people you'll never be able to convince and you gotta live with that. But he just convinced a lot of folks yes, I think he did. on Saturday. But that he, was what was clear. But he but but he should know better than anybody that you're never gonna have everybody. You're never gonna have convince everybody. So you just move on, you do your job and you yeah, let but, the results speak. But, but but John, you know, going about it your way, like you said, you can just be the humble servant and all that, and that's fine. There's plenty of that have done it effectively like that. But it doesn't get you seven hundred percent increase in school merch. Well like in terms of the job I, itself. What are we That's talking fair. about That's here? That's fair. He sold out tickets for a bum program that nobody even wanted to pay Very fair. any attention to. Yes. You have to do that in a different way. That, you're, so, I, I, I will grant you that like, for believe sure. Believe me, Dion's rubbed me the wrong way about things. I'm not sitting up that's here a, telling that's you. That's a well-made he, point. He, he walks on water. I'm yeah. not telling you that. But what I am telling you is that, he, man, he is stuck to his guns pretty much. And and, and the thing i got to always go back to and respect about him is he doesn't say it's me doing it. He says it's God's plan. Right. You know? I, I respect God is good. That's the first thing he said after the win. He is he has given you a blueprint on how to uh, effectively market a program. You know uh, that needs. Well, I, I doubt anybody else could do it. I doubt anybody can do it in the way it's it's much right. like Penny in the sense that right. he's his own unique guy. I don't know anybody that tries to follow in these footsteps. You're gonna fail miserably. Yes, probably. Yes, I mean you're, you're right. I mean it's not it's not like uh, you know. Uh, you know, Ryan Silverfield can't come in here and start saying, no, you, sudden, you didn't believe. Exactly. Yeah, like, All of a sudden, that, that, that's that ain't going to work for right? It ain't going to work for him. Uh, because but this is true Dion. Yeah, no. It, and he it, was it like him. this as a player. It is genuinely he, him. Yes. When, when he got so, drafted and he had the Jerry Curl and the, and the, and the sun, folks didn't like that. Right. The way he was talking about the money. Yes. And he just continued to prove everybody wrong and make believers out of folks. Yes. I mean, I, pretty damn amazing. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know how much of it. I know for me. You know, for me, it has literally nothing less than zero to do with the fact that Deion Sanders is a black man. But he pointed out that he is he is a first in in this in this in his post game press conference. He pointed out that he was a first to be a black coach of a of a seventy five percent black locker room and to be talking the talk and walking the walk. And some people miss that, right? Some people miss that message. And that it made people uncomfortable. And that was sort of his his uh, his last point. And some people missed that missed the point because because I saw on 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 X people like aren't most locker rooms seventy five percent black? Aren't most of it? Yes, but the coach isn't also black, and the coach also isn't as um, you know bodacious, right? As Deion Sanders, and that is true. And I believe there is a part of that in terms of like the way that. 
uh, he might be talked about or perceived or what have you. For me, it has nothing to do with that. But I do think that is probably an underlining you know, piece of this. Sure it is. You know, he's brash. There's no question about that. And I think brashness makes people uncomfortable, generally speaking, no matter, like, white, black, Hispanic, whatever. Like, I think brashness probably makes people uncomfortable no, uh, no matter what. But, um, you know, I do think that is probably another piece of it, you know. Um, and it, it it's always going to be, and it's inescapable, and that's, you know, that's just, that's just and, and that's not new to Dion. Um, but but it is part of the of the thing. Um and and so I just I, I I saw that and I was like you know that that is a you know that is a piece of the discussion I, I don't know how big is it I don't know you know that's for other people to decide he's but. in a position now where he can make that transfer you based on what folks saw this weekend if you can get a five star like Travis Hunter bring him from a he played you know it could have played anywhere he goes and follows you to HBCU follows you to this now they're what's to keep them all from coming what's mm-hmm. to keep the transfers from coming in and all of a sudden you've got one of the biggest brands. Out west, I mean, right? What he 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 can, John? Because the coffers are going to fill up now with NIL and everything. He can have whatever he wants now. Yes. And so, now that he's gotten people out there to believe again, yes, to build a monster. Yes, he can. Now, speaking of uh, people believing Just, and monsters, if you have anything else no, to no, add, no, no, I was going to move on to the next story. Next oh, please story. Do. Please do. Uh, if you want to contrast with Dion this weekend. Look no further than last night's game with Dabo Swinney and Clemson. Uh, they looked horrible and got boat raced by, of all teams, Duke. I was watching this uh, for a variety of reasons. Had Duke plus 12 and a half. Can't believe I didn't need them. 28 to 7 was your final score. Mm. Uh, it was, apparently it was a new offense. They, they brought in Garrett Riley there from TCU. They're, they're instituting the, uh, the air raid. Allegedly, uh, it did not. There was not much air involved in that raid. Uh, there, it wasn't much of a raid at all. Cade Klubnick, twenty-seven to forty-three, two hundred nine yards, one touchdown, one pick. Uh, I don't think I've seen a team look so damn stupid once they get inside the ten-yard line than Clemson last night. It was just like they spontaneously, you know, uh, you know, exploded here, man. I mean, they got in the end zone, fumble, pick, this, that, the other. Uh, bad turnovers. Um, I think Duke is good. I think Duke's a team we need to keep an eye on because I think that coach, um, man, what's his name? Uh, Elko, Mike Elko. He's he's going to get a big-time job soon is my prediction. Um, and Riley Leonard's going to help him do that, mm-hmm. the quarterback there for Duke. Uh, but Clemson looked absolutely awful. Dabo is not uh, adapting, you know. There's a new world of college football. There's NIL. There's transfers. There's points. I mean, you know, the, the, the upshot of this discussion to me is Nick Saban's not going to be the coach forever at Alabama. And someday they're going to have to replace him. And for the longest time, the idea was that it would be Dabo. Dabo would be the guy that succeeds Nick Saban. And I don't think that's the case. I don't think, I don't think Dabo – Will, will be successful in that job. Uh, in fact, I think Dabo would be an abject disaster at Alabama because he doesn't he doesn't uh, change. He doesn't he doesn't uh, he hasn't modernized the offense. You know, he brought in Garrett Riley, and the first thing he he even admitted this. He said, "I don't want to run the air raid." He said, "I want to run the dirt raid." He want, it's, it's like no, dude. That's not 
that's not how you win in college football anymore. I mean, that's why I think we don't probably give Nick Saban the credit he deserves is because once upon a time, this was the way. The way Clemson wants to play is how the game was played. That's how you won. It ain't the way you win now. He went out, he hired Lane Kiffin. He went out, he hired, he hired Bill O'Brien. He went out, he hired, you know, high, you know, paced, fast tempo, up-tempo offenses and minds, right? Yeah. He went out and he got, you know, Bryce Young, um, you know, Tua, Jalen Hurts, great QBs. Maybe it's not too late for Dabo to realize that. Well, much he like, better. Much like Saban had to adjust, maybe because, Dabo is still capable of doing because that. Because with the way I'm, from where I'm at with it, I'm seeing a guy who benefited from two elite QBs in Deshaun Watson and, and Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I mean, NFL greats, right? I mean, Deshaun in terms of the contract that yeah. we'll see, and Trevor Lawrence in terms of the contract he's going to get. Um, both franchise QBs in the NFL, and they were great also in college. I see a coach who benefited off those two guys and has done largely nothing right. past them. And, you know, once you get that reputation, like if you're, I, I watch DJ you know, respect to him. Sorry about that. But I watched him this weekend at San Jose State. I was curious. I was like, what's he going to look like in this new offense? Bro, he looked amazing. Now it was San Jose State, yeah. but he wasn't putting up those numbers against the cupcakes at Clemson. He looked like a different dude. He like a different quarterback. No, the system was better. The coaching was better. You know, he looked like he's going to have them a factor in the Pac-12. They have a chance to beat USC 100% because they grind the clock out and they play defense. So that's another strike against Dabo. What quarterback is going to want to play at Clemson? What high-level transfer is going to want to go there? I'd rather go to Colorado. I'd rather go to Alabama. Mm. I'd rather go to USC. I'd rather go to Oklahoma. I'd rather go anywhere besides play at Clemson because I, I see what you do. Kay Klubnik, I got to believe, is a talented player. I know DJ's a talented player, yeah. and, I, and I'm looking at what they're doing. They weren't going downfield at all yesterday. They were just hitting Shipley for little dump downs, you know, giving him little runs up the gut. And he but was, they've been using DJ as a comedian scapegoat so in the last couple of years. And, that, and to me, like, the evidence mm-hmm. is mounting here. Yep. The evidence is mounting against Dabo. Uh, that this is a problem for for with him and not his QBs, um, and and also Florida State is now the prohibitive favorite in the ACC. Uh, I liked them before this weekend, love them now, yeah. uh, and I think uh, Norvell's going to get it done. So anyway, that was the uh, rest of college football. Fred Jones is going to join us on the other side from the Southern Heritage Class. We'll talk to him about the game, about Deion Sanders, about college football. And more. Stick around. Jason and John, 92 FM, ESPN. What we do, though, I'll tell you, the NFL season's coming up, and you've got incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, including right now the fact that new customers can bet 5 bucks and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV just in time for the season. So now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app's easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to, pl- spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Smith and kick off the NFL season with an offer you do not want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL and of 92.9 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. That expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem called Tennessee. Red line at 1-800-889-9789. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends on September 18th. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. 
$100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account and current form of payment. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel it. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Fred Jones Jr. is the founder of the Southern Heritage Classic, respected businessman here in town, and 2022 Memphis Sports Hall of Fame inductee. It's the 34th year of the Southern Heritage Classic. Week-long celebration, obviously, be capped off by the game this weekend. Tennessee State taking on Arkansas Pine Bluff at 6 p.m. out at Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium. And the man uh, who started it all back in 1990 joins us now. First thing, Mr. Jones, is something that John Martin pointed out uh, to me earlier in the day. This is long overdue. John and I have been doing this six, seven years, and we have not had you on the show yet, so we feel remiss in that responsibility. But first off, thank you for your time. And second off, I guess the question everybody's asking you is, it doesn't feel like there's been any drop-off. I know we've got a new team replacing Jackson State and Arkansas Pine Bluff, but in terms of the uh, anticipation, I don't sense any drop-off at all, Mr. Jones. Have you? No, there's a level of excitement. I mean, the Arkansas Pine Bluff is bringing a, uh, bringing a, this all the energy that they can muster. They're looking forward to it. Uh, we'll probably have thirty thousand plus uh, people in the stadiums. Tailgate will be jam packed. Um, all the events are going well. So everything is going everything is going well. It, it, it could be categorized as business as usual. Let me ask you this, Mr. Jones. When you when when Jackson State decides to move on in terms of replacing them in something that's been such a great tradition, like you said, I mean, you're talking twenty million dollars of of annual economic impact this thing has on the city of Memphis. Did you have a bunch of schools trying to approach you to be the next school that could play <laughs> Tennessee State? Was it tough going out and finding? Just in terms of that process, how tough was it, Mr. Jones? Well, you just, I just had a sheet of paper and had names on there. I mean, yes, there were people lobbying for their schools for obvious reasons. But once you started, to, you know, looking at their schedule, they weren't available uh, this year or, or, or next year where I could find it. Uh, close proximity, you know, I, I didn't need someone that was, you know, five or 600 miles away. So that eliminated some people. So, when you narrowed it down and did the, with the research, said Arkansas Pine Bluff is close. It's within 200 mile radius of Memphis. They have a tremendous 
uh, alumni base here in Memphis a lot bigger than we ever imagined. Uh, there are a lot of things that they were already doing in the community that we were not even aware of at the time that we were going through all this research. Little Rock is a, a major feeder market into Memphis for a lot of different reasons that played a part into it. So it was the research, and the research clearly said that they were the top of the list, and they were they were available for both years uh, that we were looking for. Obviously, uh, Fred, this has become you know an institution uh, in Memphis, a real staple of, of of football season in Memphis, the Southern Heritage Classic. But from from your perspective. What what does make that event so special? That that it it's it's a destination for all the teams that are playing. Is it is it because it's in in Memphis? It's in a, a much bigger stadium, uh, and everybody can sort of come together neutrally. Like what what sort of does make the Southern Heritage Classic, in your opinion, so much different than all the other football games? Uh, because it's Memphis, it's Memphis. Um, Nashville is. 200 miles away. Jackson is 200 miles away. Obviously, the Little Rock, Oxford uh, uh, Pine Bluff is a little shorter. Is the proximity to uh, a major city that has a history with all three of these schools much bigger, again, than I, uh, than I knew at Oxford Pine Bluff. But it used to be uh, Oxford AM and N, so they go back a long way. So just Memphis has just been the hub for for not only for these schools, but for people in in this area for many many years. This is the biggest city. When people in Little Rock think about having going out for a good time, they you know they they end up uh, in Memphis at Beale Street and or the Orpheum Theater or, or places like that. So they have a familiarity with Memphis and. I think Memphis probably needs to you know, pat itself on the back of how important that they that Memphis was in the 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 history of the classic and the success of the classic. I mean, it was just proximity and familiarity for a lot of people. I, I was going to ask you: You've been doing this now so long, and the expectations so high every year in terms of and always delivering. What what party are you most excited about in terms of the week itself? And so, like you said, you're making a few new introductions with this new team. In terms of the week, what are you most excited to see? I think I'm more excited about the game. I, I've been saying saying this, and, I, and I'm not a real hype guy, you know. Right. You know, rah rah. But I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised on what they have to offer. I mean, they got they got uh, basically two, two even match schools. They both are HBCU schools at that level. Uh, Tennessee State's uh, brand is probably a little higher than Arkansas Pine Bluff. They got great bands. Uh, they got a great following. All of that is in place, and I think that what you're going to see this weekend. Is that really coming forth? And now people know that the weather is supposed to be ideal, knock on wood, <laughs> that it doesn't change. But you're going to see, I think people are going to be pleasantly surprised of what's going to happen. And it's not going to be a fall off. You know, Arkansas Pine Bluff is not as large. I've got the history of Jackson State, but they'll be able to hold their own. 
I, I, you you mentioned it, and it made me think about something you said. You're not a real hype guy. We know the guy that's uh, in Colorado now is. I just wonder, is your job? <clears throat> excuse me for is your job any easier this week since you don't have that hype guy in that head coaching spot at Jackson State asking you to say, Fred, I need about six million dollars from you if we're gonna do. You know. <laughs> no, you know, I never was worried about. I never worried about that, and I, I won't say a lot about it now. Sure. I think. We'll let what we have accomplished with the classic stand yes, sir. for itself, you know. And I think that the reason why we on this call today, on the thirty fourth year, I mean, he was here two years. I mean, it was great. There's no question about that for Jack and the classic. But we were doing well, and we will doing will do. Well, in the future, Indeed. we learn some things, and one thing we, we we know: you need to keep your brand out there for as far as wide as you can. Now, obviously, we don't have the you know the notoriety that a Deion Sanders have, but we do. We got good history, good solid history for the classic in Memphis. And we can always use that to our advantage. Well, and I tell you, too, that, you know, in the same way that people can look at it now and say Dion's good for foot college, that, that Eddie George is doing the same thing in his way at TSU, that Eddie George has proven he's good, too, for college football. Wouldn't you agree, Fred? Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime you have uh, – uh, these are Hall of Famers, okay? Yep. These are – uh, uh, proven stars. I mean, they, you know, they, they are in the, been in the public for a long way, a long time rather, and they've been very, very successful at, 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 at what they've been doing for many, many, many years. So the, all of that's been good. So that's why I'm saying yep. we have continue to have something to really to work with. Uh, hats off to Dion and Colorado. I think everybody was watching that game and wishing him well. And he, he pulled it off and go on from there. But here again, we're in Memphis this Saturday at, at the Simmons Bank Liberty Stadium, 6 o'clock. It'll be a great game, great atmosphere. And if you want to have a good time, just come out to the tailgate for the Classic. Regardless of who's playing in the game, that tailgate for the Classic is something else. It really is special. And so we're looking forward to this, you know, to, to this weekend. And well, Fred, we appreciate the time as always. Best of luck this weekend. We know it'll be a blast. Appreciate the time as always. Thank you, Fred. Well, thank you. Thank you. He is Fred Jones of the Southern Heritage Classic. Hall of Famer himself. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, sports Hall of Famer. I, I do think there is no doubt that, um, you know, Dion's time at Jackson State has created, I don't know how much, but more visibility, you know, for HBCUs, you know, and I think um, it's all just about, it's, you know, Sports is a, it, it's it's a copycat concept. You know, it just is. Mm-hmm. People see that something can be done at a place. Maybe they would have previously never considered. Oh, okay. All I got to do is do. You know, I used to wouldn't even think about that, right? When Justin Fuente took over a Memphis football job in 2011 and he won, right? Well, then guess what? Yeah. That let Memphis be able to go out and hire the highest-paid offensive coordinator in college football, and Mike Norvell, because it was shown it could be done, you know. And so I think whether it's Eddie George, whether it's the next Dion, you know, you can look at HBCUs in a way maybe that you as a launch pad, right? 
that maybe you previously. I mean, he's already started. He's already started for you know for Eddie George for you know I don't, I don't Ed Reed at some point. I know at one point he was involved in the Bethune Cookman right. thing, but the, is you've opened doors already for some guys and no, will they all be able to be like you? No, but you've again opened some eyes and some doors and perhaps opportunities for some new guys. And again, what he did on Saturday yep. now opens doors again if guys can. You know, in a similar way, uh, it's all about quick turnaround now. And so if you can do it with Pop, and we saw Penny Hardaway sort of do that, be able to establish the fact, I can recruit right off top. Now if I add the coaching to it, Dion's showing you that. I mean, the Pop gets him the recruits off top, the Travis Hunters and his own sons. Now he's showing you can he can coach. And, yes, it's going to leave a wake that allows others to potentially follow in their footsteps, or more importantly, some AD – at some, you know, whether it's a, a HBCU or the next level up is going to say, you know what, I've seen it before. I'll, I'm more willing to take a shot on it now. And so it's all about opportunity. In the end, again, you can say, you know, in, in, in the grand scheme of things, Dion was good for Jackson State. Now I could sit up here and tell you, too, now that Dion's gone, you see, you know, what happened to Jackson State this weekend. It's changed a lot. And will you still be desired in the same way when you could get a million dollars in Birmingham? Yep. You know, compared to what you were getting at the Southern Heritage Classic. We but but what, what he did was put eyes exactly clearly on that level of football and prove that you could do it and not just do it here. No doubt. But take some of those guys and move up and do it a level there too. Exactly. And so you know, it's all about creating opportunities for the next guy. And Dion's certainly doing that. You know, it, 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 every time he goes out and coaches a football game, pretty much now. Yep, that's true. So either way, it uh, should be a uh, really fun weekend for yep. uh, the good folks there at the Southern Heritage Classic. Jason Fitz is going to join us at 125. We'll talk to him uh, about the NFL, college football, Clemson, all that, and more. Stick around. Jason and John, I just turn to film ESPN. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 